Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziotti, the senior web editor here at CI. This week, two of the industry's largest trade shows, Integrated Systems Europe and Infocom, had schedules that at least for a moment seemed completely up in the air. First, we heard from ISC, who said that they were pushing back the show from February to June of 2021 in their new Barcelona location. This had us excited at first, wondering whether Infocom would kind of follow suit and use that as an opportunity to switch from June to February. It didn't quite play out that way, though, but we do have more information on these changes and the logic behind them. On this episode of AV Plus, I speak with our editors Craig, Jonathan, and Zach to learn more about the schedule changes and what we'd like to all see from the shows this year. But first, let's take a quick check on this week's AV News to Know. BenQ recently announced their large format displays will now deliver solutions with Zoom video. BenQ digital signage and interactive displays will incorporate Zoom to modernize corporate conference rooms and personal offices for interactive communication. BenQ displays with Zoom will enable remote screen sharing, content collaboration, and whiteboarding with notes. Rydell's Bolero Wireless Intercom and Artist Digital Mix Matrix Solutions are providing the communications backbone for the 2020 NBA bubble in Orlando, Florida. Located within Walt Disney World, the NBA bubble is a strict isolation zone created to allow the 2019-2020 basketball season to continue while protecting NBA players from COVID-19. Firehouse Productions deployed the Rydell solution, which enables officials, coaches, and production personnel to communicate safely during NBA games played in the ESPN wide world of sports complex. So for more information on that and a full list of the latest AV products and projects, visit our website, commercialintegrator.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. Hey guys, I've gathered you here on Zoom today to chat about some scheduling changes to the AV industry's largest trade show. But first, let me have you all introduce yourselves and what you do here at Commercial Integrator. Uh, Jonathan, let's start with you. Yeah, Jonathan Blackwood, Editorial Director of Commercial Integrator. How about you, Zach? Uh, Zachary Como, Associate Editor at Commercial Integrator. And the inimitable... That's your cue, Craig. Oh, there you go. I, I, I was waiting for you to formally introduce me. That's that's usually how, how I, uh, you know, how I roll. Um, I'm the executive editor for Commercial Integrated. So we learned this week that uh, Integrated Systems Europe is undergoing a pretty significant date change. Craig, I know you recently spoke with the director of the show, Mike Blackman. Uh, can you tell us about that change and what he said was the reasoning behind it? Yep. So as you might imagine, as has been happening with with most other things. Um, Integrated Systems Europe is moving from February to June, and it's uh, related to um, an increase in uh, coronavirus outbreak in Europe uh, these days. Um, Mike did say that he he does think that you know the the tide should be uh, stemmed by the end of this year, or that that's kind of the the thought in in that area. But he wanted to uh, give um, exhibitors enough time to prepare for the the new dates and and not uh, sink too much money into you know targeting the the february show dates it's been it's been moved from um early february to the first week of june and and it, it's now pushing up pretty close to uh to infocom 2021 um the ise will now be uh, the first through the fourth of june and infocom uh the, the first um education sessions start on the 12th of june 
So summer in Barcelona sounds a whole heck of a lot better than the winter in Amsterdam. I think attendees have been used to for the show. But back here stateside, many people in our audience are already kind of used to June being Infocom month, as you say. Infocom and ISC are partners in many respects. Craig, did you get any feeling from talking to Infocom regarding these two shows sort of overshadowing each other this year? So I, I talked uh, specifically to Rochelle Richardson. She's the uh, she's the show director for Infocom, and she told me, and and Mike Blackman kind of said the same thing that the the two shows do attract uh, different audiences. ISE primarily uh, their audience uh, comes from Europe and Asia, and uh, Infocom the audience primarily comes from North America and south america the the interesting thing is is ise has started to be looked at as more of a, a global show and a, a lot more uh, folks from north america have started to go the the last several years which which i think is kind of why it outgrew amsterdam in the first place and, and had to move to barcelona it's it's kind of an interesting uh, development to, to have the the two of them you know butting up against each other or pretty close i think it's going to force um, companies to to make choices of you know which show they're going to attend in, in a lot of cases yeah and i think maybe we'll also get to see based on which companies go where um sort of a, a migratory pattern towards you know uh, or revealing which companies want to go global more so than anything else um given that ic as you say is such a global show um i was taking this opportunity to mull over things that i'd like to see at all large av trade shows going forward and, and i think that now that we've done a fully virtual infocom i feel like there's room to mix and match in-person events with virtual elements um how do you guys all feel about that is there anything else you'd like to see from trade shows in the av space going forward uh besides date changes one of the best things to think about the virtual element is the education sessions and the fact that for many of these shows the education sessions are archived and you have, you know, one to three months to go back and, and view them. So what I would like to see from trade shows moving forward is maybe um, recording some of the educational sessions that happen in person once we do go back to in person and offering those archived um, through a digital platform so that, I mean, there's so many different sessions that are going on at any given time not to mention the trade show floor that's happening, let's say with an Infocom, that for the most part, a lot of people are going to stick around on the trade show floor and miss some of those education sessions. And even when they do go to an education session, they miss other ones that were at the same time slot. I think it would go a long way to record those sessions, put them online on demand so people can, over the summer, go back and kind of get that education that they missed while they were doing their due diligence and, and going to different trade show booths, finding out about new products that are going to help their customers or help their organization if they're an end user. How about any of the rest of you? you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see from trade shows going forward? Or do you kind of sit with, with Jonathan there? Yeah, I think I'd uh, double down on the, uh, the virtual and in person. Uh, I know hybrid work, hybrid learning is a big topic right now. And uh, I think it would just make sense to bring that same technology to uh, these trade shows and conferences. Um, you know, it's not just... Um, being able to, to watch it after the fact, but it's also being able to live stream or, and watch the live stream. And, uh, you know, kind of makes, makes it a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, like, like immediate. Um, and it, you know, it's always kind of, uh, kind of a little bit of a rush to like, you know, watch, watch a live event that has, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that, that's that important for the, for the industry. I would also um, think that like it would allow integrators to bring some of their 
you know, closest clients in on the action, so to speak. I know we've been talking a lot these past few years about, you know, end users coming to trade shows in the AV space, but I mean, you know, there's no, you know, immediate hard travel investment for them to, uh, to do so if it's virtual. So that's probably a benefit in and of itself, I would imagine. How about Craig? What did, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually was going to mention when Jonathan was talking about, you know, having the sessions recorded that um, Infocom or Avixa did get a, a, a good amount of traffic um, to their website post uh, Infocom this year. They, they uh, left all the sessions up for uh, about two months after the show. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people uh, it did tune in and, and check out the, the sessions that they uh, that, that they missed and, and maybe ones that, you know, people were talking about on, on Twitter and, and social media and stuff that, that sounded like they were interesting. So I, I think that's that's definitely something that if, if nothing else comes out of all of this uh, stuff, I think that's something that um, everybody in the industry should learn from and, and keep, you know, their, their sessions available for, uh, for folks to, to listen to for uh, you know, at least a couple months after their shows. Thank you.